everything's a work in progress. You're not at that next. Everyone wants everything now. So I, I, when I started design, I wanted to be Aaron Draplin straight away. Like, why am I not there? But you've got you've got to realise that it's going to take time. It needs needs some needs some time. You need some patience. So yeah, everything is a work in progress. You'll get there. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinna. Well, I'm excited to have Mark Hirons on the Passion Behind the Art Show from Blue Deer Studios. Um, welcome, man. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, I met Mark face-to-face at Creative South. We chatted a bit on the internet, but it was pretty cool, and he made a great impression, first impression, man. And Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, cheers, having me, yeah. Uh, it's good, it's good. Creative South is amazing. Uh, yeah, we, we met up there and talked a little bit, and afterwards we really kicked it off, and, and yeah, come on my podcast, come on yours. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Mark was um, gracious enough to have me on his podcast. Um, it's pretty cool to see all that he's been doing. Um, so it's 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 always good. We are all in this together. So, you know, I'll see what he's doing. I'm pretty sure he watches what I'm doing and it just feed off each other's energy. Um, there's 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 never there's room for everyone, man. There's room for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many cool design podcasts out there at the moment. Uh, you got yeah, you absolutely loads. You got obviously the big ones like Deb Millman's one. Uh, you got AID podcast. I think that's what it's called. You got the guys like yourself, like me, or the guys trying to uprise and and get there. We're, we're gonna get there. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's jump right into it. When did Mark's journey in design start, and how? Yeah, uh, so at school. Uh, so I'm currently twenty at school. Uh, back when I was 13, so seven or so years ago, I discovered uh, graphic design in class, and that's that's what yeah, that's where it all started. I discovered people that made cool stuff, made cool logos, made branding that I looked up to. I still look up to today, and yeah, it's incredible to to learn about these people, such as uh, Jock Kinnear and Margaret Calvert, the people that created the British road signs, and then you've got people that uh, like um, what's his name? Do you edit this? <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Wally Ollins, who created the, the old BT logo, and it's it's a Piper. Just seeing that Piper in my head, that was one of the first logos I remember, and it really kicked off when you realised about the FedEx logo and the arrow in there. Yeah. That's a lot of things. A lot, a lot of people designers realise that, um, and that, that's one of the main things people come back to. But school, it came back to that. That's when I started, and ever since, uh, I've always had this passion for for design. Cool, and the crazy part is like. You're 20 and you're just hitting it out of the park right now. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're doing great, man. I love your energy and I love all the stuff that you're doing. Um, so what made you decide? Because you know, graphic design is a wide spectrum. What? Why logo stuck? Yeah, I think that was my first love. Really, I think it's love at first sight. <laughs> if if you get into that early on, and uh, I've been doing a bit more illustration recently, but if you get into that early on, then it's it, it's what sticks, I think. And telling that story as well. Sorry, telling that story about like 
getting all that meaning of a business and all that things into one little icon, it just sums up so perfectly if you get it right. And it's, yeah, it's magical. Very, very true. Just the whole idea of telling a story through design. I think that's probably the coolest thing about branding and logos, be able to tell a story through design. And and I think just the researching part alone is is pretty interesting. And I don't think people really understand the amount of research, especially when you're a good designer, you know, the amount of research you do before you even yeah. start actually designing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it from from talking to the clients, the hours and hours you put them over emails and then the discussion call about where you want to go, the design routes, creating mood boards. Uh, and that's all before you start sketching and actually thinking about the final outcome. It's crazy. <laughs> If 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 you don't like put a a, a a leash on it, you'll be creating mood boards forever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened for college projects and school projects. It's it goes too far. Yeah. So all right, so now you're building this thing. You are building Blue Deer, which is um, stemmed from your podcast, um, Creative Waffle. Like, yeah. how did this whole idea to even start a podcast come about? Yeah, I think it's people like Gary Vee and people, business people, um, even just watching Joe Rogan podcasts, and it, it's you sort of want to have, give it a go yourself. Um, I think I've been sort of a person that goes ahead with stuff and doesn't thinks about the consequences later on. Um, so, so podcasts, I'm thinking about the money later on, about how you're going to host it. And there's so much that goes on behind the scenes, like editing and. Um, yeah, getting the guests or technical issues and just think about it later on, just get the guests and then work out how you're going to tell their story later on. Uh, but yeah, it, how I started is just, yeah, just people like Gary Vee and, and Joe Rogan and people inspiring me to start my own thing and go off and try and do it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Cause yeah. not too often, like when I first heard about podcasting, like it just seemed so daunting to me. Like it yeah. just seemed like this big, this big undertaking, and if you like really look at it in like small bits and pieces, it will be a lot more manageable. But at first, I was just like, "There's no way I have time to sit down and try to figure out this whole podcasting." And literally, just one day, I just just did it. Just one yeah. day, just did it, and it's been, as you say, technical difficulties up and down and. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, all the time. I mean, that's that's another thing, though. I mean, just getting things in front of me, getting opportunities in front of me. I've always been trying to get different opportunities. Like, like Creative South might help me out, but that's only become on the back of uh, doing the YouTube and, and getting stuff out there and putting content out there that opportunities arise. Uh, with, with the podcast, I'm trying to get as many, talk to as many big people as possible so I'm, I'm getting a huge guest on for the 100th episode which I keep that banging on about but it's a very big secret um until i've recorded it, i won't let anyone know but yeah it's all it's all about me talking to these big people and learning as much as i can and hopefully other people can learn from that as well yeah that's awesome man that's awesome i'm the same way like if i'm yeah. close i'm if i'm close to landing a big person i literally don't bring it up until we actually do the recording <laughs> i just feel like because it's not official until you record. Yeah, it's going to go wrong or something's going to happen. It's going to cancel. And big people as well, they, they're unreliable. It's like you don't know when they're going to actually say yes and right. no. And big meetings could come up. You know, They could have a problem with a client and it actually needs to be sorted out. And because it's such a big person, that client could be Apple or, or some absolutely huge company. 
that actually needs to be sorted rather than being on a podcast. So yeah, so many variables. But it's true, it's true. Because um, when I was getting Chris though, it took me. Oh, yeah. I got I got a yes, and it took almost I think about almost almost about nine months to actually wow. do the recording. He said Jeez. yes a long time, and it took almost nine months to do the recording because just of scheduling and stuff like that. And you know, you just you could get discouraged and just be like, you know what, forget it. But that's one of the things I tried to do with pod- podcasting has helped me to do is just not take things too personal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I've, I've learned so much as well. Like each episode, ask for advice and ask, get, you know, tell their story, but also try and get, bring out the most value. And you do it as well, but it's it's just getting that amount of advice in, but it's trying to soak it all up. There's so much advice you can't always soak it up, so you have to like re-listen to episodes and yeah, it's 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 really really good. Like you learn so much from doing it. So how do you deal with listening back to yourself? <laughs> uh, at first, especially on the YouTube videos, that was awful. Like I did YouTube stuff before I did podcasting for about two years and. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Trying looking back at the old videos, just staying still, looking at the camera, not moving, <laughs> no emotion, and it was really really hard to watch. Really cringy. If I go back now, uh, but I've gradually got better at listening to my own voice, and it's just something you have to do. Everyone has it. Uh, that's what I learned. So yeah, you, you'll get over it. Yeah, yeah. How about so you? Uh, me, it took yeah, me a yeah, while, man. Um, to be honest, like. There were some in the early, early episodes. I just did not. I refused to listen back to myself. Yeah. I would like try to during during recording. I'll pinpoint where like the errors were or stuff were, and I would just go straight to that point. I wouldn't listen to the entire episode because I just didn't want to listen back to my voice. But eventually, as you said, you just get used to hearing yourself talk, and you just like, you know what I mean. But at first, man, it was like, who is this guy? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm editing, I always think, oh, why did you say that? What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong question. Well, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. True, that is true. There's so much to learn from just being able to have a conversation with people and being able to fine-tune it. So during this process, what would you say was the hardest struggle you had to overcome? Yeah, um, I think... The whole situation of living at home still—that's mm. that's been quite hard. Thinking about family and and they're obviously thinking this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to amount to anything. This isn't. This is just him in his room, messing around on the computer, just creating whatever. Um, and I struggle with them do, well, doing things to please them. Uh, I recently quit a job uh, I, I'd done for six months or so, and I pretty much only took that job to, to please them and get a bit of money and so they were weren't asking so many questions and they weren't on my case all the time uh, and, it, and it was good to do i learned a lot of stuff and i got a lot of money which is good it's helped me fund my new mac but um but yeah it at some points it probably wasn't worth it so mm. i think that's one of, the, one of the hardest things is pleasing family and re- realizing that you don't have to do that um but living with them and trying to please them is hard. Yeah, I could, I could imagine, man. I could imagine just being able to. You're in your room and everyone. All it, it, what we're doing. It's very a long. It's a long term thing. Yeah, and it's absolutely. like down the road you will see a lot of the fruits. Like we'll, you'll get little wins here and there, but the real wins is like down the road. 
and you're preparing for down the road and sometimes it's hard for people on the outside to see because to be honest yeah. they're not going through that that mental transformation that you did and especially if they're not designers or they're not creators themselves right. they haven't done this route before mm-hmm. they they've just got no idea i mean well, I love my family to pits. I don't want to. I don't want to make that. Right. <laughs> I don't want to put that out there as I don't like them. But um, trust yeah, me, we all we've all been through it, man. Uh, trust me, I've been through it myself. You know, just people just thinking like, "What in the world are you doing?" Like, this really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But How have you overcome it then? Well, for me personally, at one point, I just stopped caring. Right. Just literally yeah, yeah. stopped caring, and um, eventually the people, the the opportunities, and the people that that they see come on the show, and the opportunities that come from it, they started to say, "Oh, okay." They get understanding. I yeah. right. get it now. I may not be into it, but I see some of the stuff that you're doing. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it it all happens over time you know what i mean it all happens over time because you know you're the one with the vision usually people don't see your vision you'd have to be sp- probably explain it to them seven times for them to even <laughs> grasp what you're trying to do so yeah yeah absolutely so i think it's about showing them sorry so i think it's about no, showing them uh yeah i think it's about showing them that you're actually doing something right. rather than because I sit in my room, obviously, not much comes out. They don't see a physical product being made. They don't see what I'm actually doing. They're not researching. They're not looking at what I'm trying to do. They're not They're not worried about that. So, And I'm not doing education anymore, so that's gone. And I haven't got a job to go to. So it's sort of about they don't see anything. They don't see anything coming from it. So it's all about showing them that. And if, they, if I can tell them I've got a new client, then they're really happy. And then they understand that I am actually doing something here. Right, 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 right. You'd be like, all you got to do is just tell them, Google me. <laughs> <laughs> there I am on the third page of Google. <laughs> so during this process, you know what I mean? Like, who would you say some of the people that, you know, kind of uplift you, give you the support yeah. when you feel like you're alone in this in this journey? Because it can be very lonely at times. Who are those people that you build a support system with? Yeah. Um I mean, it's going to be, I mean, actually in the real world, I mean, it's hard to pick people in the real world these days. Everything's online. But in the real world, I've got a few close, really close friends. After school, I realized that the people that I was around, and that everyone went to university as well, and we didn't keep in touch. So I realized that they're probably not, you know, they're probably not the best of friends. Uh, you don't keep in touch with them. They're, you know, they'll fade away. And I think that's natural progression as well. You're going to move in and out of friendship groups. And I've made two really good friends that I'm constantly back and forth with every single day. Um, and a couple of others as well that you know getting near that inner circle, uh, but the the people online, uh, it's, it's just going to be the normal people that a lot of people say for motivation. I've got I've recently printed out pictures of them so that like, making sure they're looking at me, so I'm almost being intimidated by them. So I'm not I'm not wasting time. Uh, so obviously I've mentioned a couple before Gary V, Joe Rogan, there's a guy called Jocko Winning, uh, who's uh, an ex Navy SEAL, who's an absolute animal. Um, He's got his own podcast. He's he's written a few books on discipline, and and that's really helped me on that sort of side. They've all got different traits as well. So uh, Jordan Peterson as well for for the thinking about things in life and getting really into it. He's a professor of psychology at Toronto University in Canada, and you've got 
Conor McGregor up there as well, just for the confidence aspect of it. And <laughs> yeah, his personality is on, on another level. Um, and then you've got Aaron Draplin as well. So those are six people. Uh, Aaron Draplin, again, personality and the design. The design of it is like a, a graphic design god, isn't he? It's, it's crazy. Right, 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 right. That's true. It's, it's kind of cool how Draplin has turned himself into, you know, a brand. Like, he's turned himself into actual brand, and it's pretty cool because, you know, a lot of yeah. times, you know, you know, you have people that build brands. You have people that have a personal brand, but he's like all of them combined into one. He's a, he's a personal brand. He is a like a business regular brand all yeah. in one, and he, he builds brands. So it's just really cool how he's like... Like his name is a brand in itself, which is cool. I think it's it's not even that. Like it's just meeting him in person. If you actually get to meet him, just being a nice guy, right? Just yeah. just a genuine a regular true dude. Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really really good to see your heroes because you get people at the top of their game, like like Paula Show. I've met Paula Show. She's really really nice, but that's probably bad examples. Like people that I haven't met uh, Lance Wyman or other people at the very top that you sort of get a feeling that they're not going to stick around after talks. They're not going to talk to the crowds. But people, it's, with Aaron Draplin, it's different. It's like, yeah. I want to be like that. I don't want to have a talk and then go straight away. I want, I want if, I do, if I do do talks. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all, all about you know, being an actual person and being friendly and yeah, it's being, being a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So as you're building this now, what is like the first hour of your day like? Yeah, uh, this is something I thought about recently, and you probably tell that I, all this stuff that I'm talking about. I'm only just getting into it and uh, really trying to find who I am. But the first hour of my day now, starting from like, yesterday, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> I'm trying to work out routines and stuff, but it's mobility and a little bit of stretching, getting my brain awake, maybe a little bit of exercise, but it's hard to drag yourself to the gym as soon as you just got up. So um, I get a little, got a phone rolling down there, a little tennis ball to do a little bit of stress relief on my back and uh, a few stretches just to get the body moving. I think that really gets me awake. Um, after that, that's probably like 10, 15 minutes. After that, I will be on my phone looking at normal stuff like social media, as everyone does, seeing notifications, getting that hit of dopamine that everyone has. <laughs> I'm going to try and move away from that. That's bad for you, though. You've got to have your phone on airplane mode uh, for the first hour. Because if, if something, if nothing comes in, then you get don't get that dopamine mm. hit. You're going to feel bad. It sets you up for a bad day. So, I think I'm going to start doing aeroplane mode for the first hour. Obviously, have a shower and brush your teeth and have breakfast. That's obviously what happens. But <laughs> um, I skipped over that a bit. But yeah, uh, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to try and and maybe read or or I don't know. Do something a bit more productive rather than looking through social media and scrolling. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and say this and put it out there, and hopefully I'll start doing it. But right, right. We'll see. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's, that discipline. It's all about going back to what Jocko Willink says and getting that discipline. It's, it's something that I'm working on. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. I mean, sometimes you know, like I try to do it in spurts because I don't want to. Yeah. Because you you tend to be so hard on yourself sometimes when you kind of peel it back. Yeah. But anytime I feel like I'm not happy with something or I feel like I didn't get something done, I always look at what did I do? Did I watch a show? Did I? So it's just like if you choose to do something, you got to just be able to live with 
the consequences of it. You know what I mean? So if I choose to just be super focused, that means I'm going to miss out on sports. I'm going to miss out on the shows. If I choose to kind of lay back and watch a show, that means the consequences, I'm not going to get something done that I would like to get done. And as long as I can live with those both spectrums, I think it's like... I think that's much more healthy because sometimes you could be so like down on yourself. Oh my gosh, man! I didn't even get this done, and I didn't get to put this artwork out there. I didn't get to work yeah. on this personal project, you know. So I think that's a good point. Like, you gotta. It's go back to that point where you, where you gotta love yourself and and be your own critic as well. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you gotta give yourself the praise, but but then at times when you're on social media scrolling and you are literally doing nothing yeah, at one a.m. Literally. <laughs> Well, I try not to do that. I try not to do yeah. too much scrolling. If anything, my relaxing will be either watching sports or just watching a good movie or a TV show. Outside of that, I'm working on something of the many things that I, I'm trying to do. So outside of that, I don't really try to scroll because eventually you're just going to be like, man, I'm a creator. I'm here consuming like crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> Everyone gets into that situation. Like, you must have it when, when you're sitting in bed in the morning or something, and you go for Instagram and you're on the, the Instagram videos. Those videos, man! Oh my one after the gosh, other. <laughs> those videos on Facebook and Instagram—it's just like this this wormhole that like, you just sucked in, and you're just like video after video after video. Yeah, after they, they keep playing. Like, why? That was so that's such a clever thing. Just keeping you on the app, keeping you engaged. Not even engaged. You're not engaged, but keeping you on the app and keeping you watching like mindless watching <laughs> it's, it's so bad for you but everyone does it like yeah, these social media apps are built for attention and consuming time and you it's see and what i try to do though a lot of times is dissect these things how can i recreate that for what i'm trying to do right because cool. you know you know what i mean because technically that's ideally we all would want that those all of us who are creators for someone to be stuck on our thing, our platform, our book, our website, our podcast. We all want that for that person to be stuck there like a, a mindless zombie. Just, just the only difference is that we are hoping we are trying to put more value into what we are putting out there. But ideally, you would want someone to be on that long line, that Apple line, trying to get your product and all that stuff. You want all that. So yeah. I, try, I try to reverse engineer it. Like, what are they doing? You know? Yeah, I do in a way. I mean, I, I don't know. I definitely don't want it to be mindless, though, because I want them to be taking notes. And, right. And just, even if they got it on in the background, I want them to you know, that, hear something and think, think that, oh, that was a really good tip. Maybe I'll try and implement that in my own life. Uh, but if it's mindless and they're not just they're just not thinking, it's just background noise, right. which is good as well. I, I put on podcasts and just don't really listen. I just it's just background noise. I can't really sit with silence, so it's. Um, but that, that does happen. But then you'll hear something, you pick something up, and think mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah. I try and listen to it more. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So book recommendations. Some book recommendations. Yeah. Okay, the first one I got. Quite a, I'll show the camera. There's a pretty big shelf full of books. Uh, it's nowhere near. I know you had Logan Geek and Paget on. He's got a <laughs> hell of a bookshelf. He's got a really good bookshelf. Um, yeah, uh, it's really expensive ones too. Like really rare, really crazy design books. He spent tons of money on. Um, but my favourite one is Work for Money, Design for Love. Oh, David, uh, I, I just had him on that. too. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw. I, I can't. 
Is that podcast out? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, I'm going to go and listen to Episode that. Episode 80. But yeah. Make sure everyone else listens to it as well. Everyone listening to this, go and listen to that. Uh, but yeah, Work for Money, Design for Love, fantastic book. I, you probably read it as well. Uh, just give you a little bit of a step into graphic design answers most of the questions that you have before you start. Um, I read this on, in a day on a, on a tube train to, oh, yeah. to my college. So it's incredible. Really, really good book. And, and it and it wants you to keep reading. It makes you want to keep reading. It's one of the only design books that I've read that really has engrossed me in the book. It really... I made notes in it. I've, I've sketched stuff from it and had so many ideas. So it's a really, nice. really good book. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely a good book. David has some really insightful books, and it's just not only. I like how he goes about creating his books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I really like how he goes about just kind of getting other people's perspectives and just you know kind of putting it all together. So yeah, that's a good yeah. book. That's a good book. I like that. So what is next for Mark? Yeah, next for me. Uh, I think it's just keeping going, to be honest. I think it's just sitting in my room and, and seeing how much happens. Uh, trying to get a bit more disciplined and and cracking out some good design work. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So you're, so what are some of the, 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 the strategies you're doing to build your YouTube channel? Because right now, like building YouTube mm-hmm. is like... The daunting task. Yeah, it's hard, especially when you don't come in at the very start of it. We right. don't come in at a very trend. Because I look at people like Will Patterson and, and the future. God, they're doing a crazy job. I mean, obviously, they're a team of designers. They're a team doing it. And like, it's really expensive cameras, and I'm just one man uh, pumping out one-minute videos. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's strategies. So I watched a, a YouTube tutorial uh, on on a website called Creative Life, and it gave you some really good insight of how to use uh, tags and loads of other things that actually help your videos boost in, in rankings. So that's really good. I've been I've been learning a lot about the game of YouTube. Mm. I think if anyone wants to try and start a YouTube channel, I think that's probably the way to go first. Learning about the thumbnails, learning about the the, um, the, the tags and the uh, video title and, and the first line of the description. Um, even naming your own the file the same name as the uh, the YouTube title is, is really important for SEO. Mm. So, yeah, learning the game of it. And there's a website called TubeBuddy as well, which I've signed up for, um, which is really, really good. It tells you and gives you tips as you go along. It's quite cheap as well. So, um, and, and it's sort of like a Google Chrome extension. So, it, it, as you're watching videos, it'll pop up like next to it and give you all the, the lowdown on all the stats. So, it's, oh. it's a really, really good, uh, really, good, really good thing. So, I've been learning a lot about the back end of YouTube. So, that's oh, what I'm doing to cool. grow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Picking up trends as well. You got to. You got to pick up design trends, like latest books. If you wanted to grow design YouTube specific, yeah, latest books, um, latest design news. Try and be the first to all of it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So as we're getting ready to close, what advice would you have for creatives yeah. or anyone you know? What I mean, that's trying to build something. Yeah, I mean, trying to build something, you got to just go for it. Um, I had a, I got a tattoo a couple of like, a year ago or so, and so it just says belief in action. And um, every time I look at that, I'm like, oh, I know I'm heading in the right direction. You just got to believe what you want to do, and then go in that direction, um, and and really not take your focus off of it if you if you know that's what you want to do. So if you want to try and build something, belief in action. Uh, but then uh, also you got some more practical advice. Uh, maybe backing up your files every now and then. You got to do that. <laughs> 
uh, had that problem with an iMac and yeah, luckily I backed it all up. So definitely back up your files. If you're listening to this, do it now. Like <laughs> it's so important. It just say even if you're just saving your file or yeah, I can't understand it enough. Like can't can't overstate that. So doing that. And then last thing would be everything is a work in progress. Don't get too harsh on yourself. It's good to be your own critic and realise where you're going wrong, but everything's a work in progress. You're not at that next everyone wants everything now so I, I when i started design i wanted to be Aaron drafting straight away like why am i not there but you've got you've got to realize that it's going to take time it needs you need some you need some time you need some patience so yeah everything is a work in progress yeah that's the you'll truth. get there that's the truth that's the truth i love it i love it love it man well mark where can people go to learn about what you're doing all that you got going on yeah so this is uh this is it this is what i come on here for uh, <laughs> Don't muck it up. <laughs> right. So, Creative Waffle Podcast. You've got that. Uh, please take a listen. Feedback's great as well if you want to get involved in the show. Uh, that's that's the one place I would love people to go from this. Maybe start with our podcast. Uh, that'd be really good. And also, you've got Blue Deer Design everywhere else. Um, say hello. That's it. Nice. Two links. Nice, nice, nice. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. You're a no, cool dude. Me. I mean, I love everything that you're doing, man. Just keep it up. Love your personality, man. Thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate you taking the time out. I hope, you know, you got something from it that it brought you value and you know, you were able to pull something, some key tips, some key practices that can help you to take your career to the next level and just to elevate your mindset in general. Um, if you want to learn about everything that I'm doing, you can go to dpcreates.com. That's D as in dog, P as in Peter, creates.com. Or go to the podcast website. That's passion behind theart.com Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Be blessed.